Just great. Hello, and welcome to How Rude, the Exhaustive Deconstruction of the Classic 90s Sitcom Full House. My name is John Pertusek, and to my immediate right is my co-host, who will introduce himself now. I'm Brandon Shockney. And together, Brandon and I are just a couple of rude rude dudes. Rude Rude dudes. dudes. We're We're just just a couple couple of rude rude dudes. dudes. Fantastic. (laughs) We're welcoming a returning Uh, guest mm, to the studio today. Marathon. (laughs) She will introduce you. You might remember her from episode 61, where she helped us deconstruct. Honey, I broke the house. (laughs) Honey, honey, I broke the house. Oh, house. (laughs) It's broken in twain. I broke the house in twain. You introduce her. <laughs> she will introduce herself oh. now. What? <laughs> A little louder, please. Les Kirkwood. <laughs> First, you introduced yourself like a grudge character. Les <laughs> Kirkwood. A callback to my previous I remember it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. I'm a little worried Liz won't be able to project. <laughs> <laughs> now say, honey, I broke the house. Honey, I broke the house. It's wine. <laughs> Elizabeth, when you were with us last, we learned about your bloody, bloody boots. Mm-hmm. We learned about how you did homework for pretty, pretty boys. Oh, they weren't even that pretty. It's <laughs> just so desperate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give and give. I don't even have to take from you. I can just give and give. Right. Do you remember that book we read in the fifth grade, The Giver? I'm basically the I'm, giver. I'm the given tree. <laughs> you I'm, can kill me and sit on my face. I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Today we'll be discussing not one, not two, but three but thrice. thrice the full house. Now you might be one triple <laughs> the danger. Oh, a member of the Globe Theater Ensemble has joined us. Mm, yes, Othello. You might be wondering why aren't they? Why aren't these idiots continuing with their examination of the Netflix series Fuller House? Mm. Well, I made the executive decision that we were going to finish season four with this marathon, and then we would uh, go into Fuller House. Completely. So next week, you can come back and we'll be talking about the Netflix series. But for now, we just got to finish mm-hmm. season one, two, three, four, 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 Four fingers go in, three come out. 
I think we might have gone a little insane because we just watched three, three. terrible episodes. Oh, oh my god. That first one in particular was yeah. stinker. Of the three, real quick roundabout question. Mm-hmm. So we watched Girls Just Wanna Have Fun, The Graduates, and Rock the Cradle. Of the three, what is your gut instinct telling you about which was the worst? Oh, the first one. So for sure. Girls Just Wanna Have Fun yeah. was the worst for you. Brandon, what do you think? What was the middle one? The Graduates. <laughs> I did not like The Graduates. Really? I think the middle one was my least favorite. Okay, it was a terrible parody of the film The Graduate. <laughs> they didn't, there weren't any callbacks to the no. film. Yeah. That, the, where's the sound they of did, silence? They did have, yeah. They, I, don't, I kind of feel like Jesse, it was a, a gender reverse role, and Jesse, mm-hmm. with those kindergarten children, he was like, Mrs. Robinson, I'm going to be honest, oh. I've never seen The Graduate. Mrs. <laughs> Robinson did not seduce children. <laughs> Wasn't the, oh, no, Danny, Danny then uh, was Mr. Robinson. Was that the same yes. episode? Uh, yes, The oh. Graduates. Yes. There might have been more. This Ooh. might have been smarter than I had to for. I would say that my answer would be, I think girls just want to have fun was probably the worst. And that it, I, for the most part, if I'm going to watch anything from this fucking sh- show, I want to see teenage stories mm-hmm. because I just find those to be the goofiest. And they even squandered that. Like there wasn't a lot of that to go around. Um, of course, uh, as with any marathon episode, we're not going to deconstruct the episodes from start to finish. We're just going to give our like favorite, quote unquote, mm-hmm. most memorable moments mm-hmm. from the show. So we're going to start with uh, girls just want to have fun. Elizabeth, how would you in- quickly summarize th- that plot? Just so people have a good idea of like what that one was about. I'm sorry, I'm just looking at these notes that I wrote, and I can't understand. You can't understand a single. I wrote one. squat. Th- <laughs> you, oh, you meant to write squat thrust. That, I think squat that was a different episode, though. Um, I believe that was from the graduates. Okay, yes. quick summary of girls just want to have. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Becky learns that she can't always be a friend. She sometimes needs to be an adult. That's it. Sorry. And also, gotcha. Danny's a hustler. <laughs> Danny is Paul Newman. He knows the color of money. <laughs> and he's going up to Fat Man and being like, hey, Fat Man, I'll play pool for the life of this child. <laughs> That's not what the hustler's about. Is, is, that a, is that a movie? No, it's not. <laughs> for the life of this child, I shall win this pool game. You are just crinkling your notes. <laughs> Are you tense? <laughs> John hates unwanted sounds. <laughs> You're crumpling your own notes. They're going to be they're, even more illegible. <laughs> I like these radio plays we do. Ooh, hold on. I'll put my hands next to this crackling fire. <laughs> no, the paper. <laughs> <laughs> Crackle, crackle, crackle. Hold on. Lock I hear snap. Lock snap. Log snap. Log snap. You know when the log snap. Okay, so Kirkwood, in Girls Just Want to Have Fun, what was the moment that stuck out to you the most? It was, um. It was. <laughs> I'm ready for this question. One, I wrote, any time that required Becky to react. So what do you so what do you mean by that? It was just there was no, it was, think about this episode. <laughs> yes, Andy Rudy, we're listening. There, there was nothing subtle about, like, you saw everything that was coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. And then whenever it was like Becky was realizing it would be a long, drawn-out 
series of facial expressions that were just like very over the top. She literally yeah. did this, which you can't see, but sort of placing her hand when she was under changing, the chin. Yeah, like a senior portrait in glamour shots while she yes. thought about the dilemma she was in. Yeah, her her stakes are always very clear. Yes, when Becky is happy, she happy. When she is sad, she not happy. <laughs> Can you read my face like a book? Okay, so that was that was your moment. Sort of a broad criticism of the acting in that. Yes. Okay, Brandon, what what was your moment? Uh, I'm going to talk about the B-plot, which was Danny um, goes up against Jesse in a game of pool, which is the newest addition to their, like, studio center. If I may, they're renting that pool table. And that's a smart investment. That's a really smart investment. You know what I like about that? It means that it never has to appear in any other episode. And we don't have to wonder where it went. Yep. For instance, in episode three, there'd never be able to be that whole lineup. Oh yeah, the um, band the band never would have been able to fit. Yeah. Joey doesn't like to commit to things. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going up a ladder and I'm going to reveal myself in this submarine. Hold on, we're gonna lift the submarine hatch. This is ridiculous. This is the most slap happy. I'm trying to find that notification sound effect that is uh it would is this a good time for me to go through the potential ringtones on my oh, phone. Oh no. God no. Are you trying to come up with a new one for yourself? I don't know. <laughs> what becomes so bored these days? Okay. I was eating chocolate truffles and my pet alligator said, boof. <laughs> we were talking about my moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please do. So they have this pool table and Joy's just kind of along for the ride in this scene. But Jesse thinks he's going to show Danny a thing or two. Uh, I'll show him a thing or two. <laughs> Uh, in a gamble to... <laughs> Bad Boy. The musical. In a, in a gamble of uh, $2 for every ball that is sunk. Um, so Danny is allowed to go first because he's apparently, of course, a dorky noob. He couldn't be able to sink a ball in his adult life. Oh, I don't even know how to play this game. Huh? Is this how you hold the cue stick? Huh? Yeah, Danny. Jeez Louise. Uh, pool table? A game on a tell. I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning. Yeah, and then he, like, sinks all of them in one round. Although Um, 50 balls, I don't know how many balls are in a pool table. Not 50. (laughs) Yeah. Too many balls. It's implied that they only play one game, right? Yes. Well, I couldn't tell if they just kept going and letting him sink an infinite number of balls. Like, over the course of multiple games, yeah, I guess you could get $100. To your name, but not one game. Uh, it's star- it is a montage scene, but it starts out not being a montage scene. It's just like one take it's, of it's him singing ball after ball, which it looks like Bob Saget is pretty good at pool. Um, not for some of those trick shots. That's a stunt. And, and also, they aren't they aren't playing like solids and stripes. He's just kind of sinking whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, so I, I wasn't sure what they were playing, but uh, uh, it's of called free for all. That pool. is how I play pool when I play because I have. But that's just because I have no controller skill. I call that fool pool. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. No rules except get the balls in the holes. Fool pool. I also call it Steamworks pool. 
The only rule is you get the balls in the holes, boys. Get those balls in those dirty holes. Wait, 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 wait. Is this a gay thing? Buttholes. Is this a gay thing? Is this a gay thing? Because I don't get it. Yeah, there's no way. Whoa, I have no idea what your obligo opaque references to gay culture could possibly mean. I don't get it. Uh, Anal beads? No way, never. What is that? You ne- put those around your neck? Never after that one time. Ooh, that's a good anal bead going inside yeah. a butt. Oh, I thought it was coming out. <laughs> that's good. Um, so my moment is... okay. So Wait, I would like to add something. To the pool discussion? Sort of. <laughs> no. <laughs> wanted to talk about myself. Um, it was, you know, it starts in the pool discussion, but it continues through the third episode. How it annoys me how dumb they make Jesse. Yeah, because Jesse thinks he's so cool and he believes that so much that you could easily get anything he over is cool. him. He's not cool. He sinks. He's a fool. He says he's cool all the he's, time. He's not. The man who says he's cool, dot up to dawn down. He is um, not cool. He is a fool. He dresses like John Travolta in Greece. He yeah. dresses like John Travolta on his private plane where he's fucking Guadalamalan boys. Damn, that's cool. <laughs> that's damn. No, that's cold cool. <laughs> What's cooler than that? I don't know. Uh, that's cold. <laughs> so, uh, all right, all right, all no, right, all right. That was not the prompt. <laughs> They have to make him less cool because now he's going to be a father. So, like, we have to make him softer so he seems more father-like. This is a long arc. They're, like, setting him up, like, oh, he's becoming more of a a goony goon. Laying the seeds. Okay, so if I may talk about my part, please. May I talk about my part, please? Do you have any cheese? If you don't give it to me, please. Whenever you're done with your bits and you want to talk about your part. It's me, Roger Rabbit. Please. The only person keeping you from talking about your part is you. You're looking at Instagram. Get off there. We gram him? Likes are. We we gram. (laughs) Did you put up a recent gram? Well, it was last night, but I just thought it should have gotten more likes than it did. How many does it have now? I don't Don't act like you don't know. I don't know because I used this boomerang for the first time. Y'all know about this boomerang? No. What is boomerang? Brandon, stop looking at your phone. I don't know. You're boring me. (laughs) Oh, perfect. (laughs) Really, really put that out there for our audience. No, just you, John. (laughs) What, what is Boomerang? Just tell us what Boomerang it, is. It, like, takes a bunch of... I, I think it's sort of, like, fast time lapse. So boomerang. it takes a bunch of pictures of, like, a short clip. So Glad like, you did a little dance. Use your words. It's like... Enough. I had this teacher in college. <laughs> she was a dance teacher, but she could never count. <laughs> She'd be like... That's... That's uncool. That is a clearly good reason to fire her. They'd be like, could we get the counts? And she'd be like, yeah! A onesie and a twosie and a bebop! What was she, like some fucking, like, speakeasy prostitute? A onesie and a doozie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So this whole thing is sort of predicated on DJ wants to have, like, a study session at... Kimmy is babysitting little Aaron, who we've met before. Love Aaron. Very angry boy. I well, love Aaron. They're, they're using the babysitting thing as a sort of smoke screen so that they can invite boys over to the house and basically fuck. Yeah, they're going to fuck, and DJ wants to fuck this guy, Ryan. Played by Randy Jocelyn. Uh, Let's go ahead and get his filmography out of the way here. In addition to starring in Full House and seven episodes of Family Matters as Rodney Beckett. So this is a problem because 
This kid now is part of both universes, but we've already playing two different characters. Yeah, exactly. But we already know that these two universes, Family Matters and Full House, exist in the same universe. How do we know that? How do we know? Because Urkel has appeared on episodes of Full House. What if they're what if they're twins? (laughs) They could be twins. You're right. Everyone is a twin. Oh my gosh, what if it's a parent trap? Remember when I let you try to explain Boomerang and you were like, oh, it's got these crazy photos and it's like bee boo bee He was on six episodes of a TV series. He was called Jesse and the TV series was called Phenom. Sounds pretty While you keep looking, Carib. try to see if you can find something worth oh. talking about while oh. I talk about Ryan the character. Oh, you mean Fever Lake where he played Bobby? Starring Mario Lopez, great, <laughs> and Corey Haim. Ooh. Fever Lake, the evil is coming. Dang. If you find... This is how I think this part of the show should go from now on, Brandon. If you find something that is truly fun for you to talk about, that's one thing. I'm going to give you the time to look through the resume, but I can't just have you, like, saying things. <laughs> like nine I things in a row. I can't just have you saying things. I can't just have you talking. <laughs> I can't just have you talking. I could be talking. Think, think about that. <laughs> what did you just have up? Andy Colby's Incredibly Awesome Adventure. Now, this is worth talking about, clearly. <laughs> this po- Show Elizabeth this poster. Please? Oh, yeah. This is an insane-looking movie. <laughs> what is it called? Andy Colby's Incredibly Awesome Adventure. What's Fantastic Journey in Space and Time. When does it come out? <laughs> <laughs> Coming to your fucking Shazam video store. Back shelf. Andy Colby is doomed to another typical day of babysitting, but this day is anything but typical. This sounds when like the episode we just He's going to get some puss. When Andy's little sister is pulled <sighs> through the TV and Andy is sent on an the incredibly TV. awesome adventure to save her. Oh no, my sister's been pulled through the TV. <laughs> Ryan is just hungry for that DJ puss. Mm-hmm. He's sniffing about like a little mm-hmm. mole and he knows that if he's nice and he says things like, Oh, you're pretty, DJ. And DJ can be like, you're pretty, too. I mean, masculine. Boys can't be pretty. Or can they? Thoughts? Thoughts? Uh, Can boys be pretty? I have a deep question for you based Uh on this episode. How did you get what you wanted as a teenager? For my family? You initially said, we're going to say ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) That was your gut reaction. reaction. How did well, you want in high school? I screamed. <laughs> you're a senior in high school. I know. <laughs> my dad and I would get in just screaming fights and like I would slam the door. <laughs> but that's not how you got what you wanted. No. Um oh, I think just, you know, used my charm to manipulate as much as I could. Just like Becky, just like DJ with Becky. Yeah. You used your charm. It wasn't it wasn't even that subtle because I remember like my friends being like, I know what you're trying to get me to do, and I'll do it because I'm your friend, not because this is working. <laughs> what what's an example of something like you remember trying to get someone to do? Like, gimme give gimme. Give it was this. dumb stuff though, because it's like I'm too lazy to tie my shoe. So wait a minute. You would you would be like, do it. Tie my shoe. <laughs> do it. Please, I can't read. And you would you would try to use your charm to make that happen. That was my that was my charm. <laughs> the, your the fullest extent of your charm being realized was do it. Uh, please, I'm too tired. Please tell me that they wouldn't actually tie your shoe. Yeah, they would because they're friends. Yeah, they would. <laughs> I was popular. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> No, I'm not. I was just thinking about how, like, I was so unpopular, my mom almost homeschooled me my senior year of high school just to be like, okay, this is bad enough. Senior year of high school? Yeah. 
Seems like a little late in the game to exactly. pull you out of the system. But like that's how miserable I was. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sorry about that. Thanks. <laughs> that sounds like a jo- well, who made the decision not to do that? You or her? I can't remember. I think I remember she went to this like conference for homeschool parents to find out oh, what she would have to brother. do. Yeah, like this is serious. I can imagine the uh, men and women who think that like they're experts and they're like, oh, hello. So you're considering entering the field? Well, eh? it's like talking about the state requirements that sure. um, I would actually have had to to actually graduate when I'm not going to a school. Okay. And then I'm not sure at what point. She actually, I think it was. I knew I did forensics, um, not criminology, but <laughs> forensics, which is the study of the field. It's uh, speech and debate. Yeah, speech and debate. And oh I, yeah, yeah. And I, my, I had, I had a sort of friend who was a year younger, and I think when I was thinking about being homeschooled, she actually called and said, "I'm thinking about skipping your grade so I can graduate early." Will you be my friend? <laughs> and so I think that's actually why I stayed in school. And you know what? Then I got two friends that year. <laughs> it was a really good thing for me. I chose to go back to school with the so promise a, a of one friend. Of, but by the end I a had total of three two. friends. I, I yeah. I had three friends by the time I graduated. And they were regular my- four musketeers. <laughs> Right, guys? Tie my shoe. <laughs> You're D'Artagnan. <laughs> I'm the uh, the other musketeer. Porthos? Aramis? I'm Porthos. You're Ares. No. Ooh. You're Sephiroth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I can't believe they killed Aerith. <laughs> Is this all real? Final <laughs> Fantasy. Is this real? No, it's a collective delusion. Guys, we have to move on to the next episode. Okay. The Graduates. Get my notes out. I'll begin. <laughs> you put that down. So, oh, uh, well, basically to summarize, we'll take turns summarizing. So sure. I'll summarize this one real quick. Uh, in this one, Danny tries to fuck a woman who's still in college. Uh, Michelle is graduating from preschool. Stephanie is bitching because she doesn't get a ceremony for going from the third to the fourth grade. And DJ is technically graduating middle school uh, and going into high school. Great. Um, uh, I do want to say that is some interesting trivia I read um, about this episode on IMDb. Danny mentions that he's 33 in this episode. Mm-hmm. Sure. With DJ graduating junior high, she would be around 14 or 15, uh-huh. making Danny a teenager when she was born. This has never been mentioned previously. I was wondering about that. He is very young to have a daughter who is yeah. fourteen. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like for the most part <laughs> you wouldn't. I was wouldn't just teen. thinking about where I am in my life and <laughs> trying to have a kid. And should I have a DJ? <laughs> I should already have a fully grown junior high DJ. We should all have I'm DJs really that are like ten or eleven right now. Squandered. My we life. should all be trying to like fuck college students. If I may. <laughs> so Danny tries to fuck this poor, starstruck dummy of a woman who thinks Danny is attractive, which is fucking crazy because he wears the craziest outfits in this episode. He does have a good head of hair, though. I yeah. was really noticing that. But he's got gray hairs. He does. I'm, I didn't see them. He breaks up with her, even though she's still all about it. And post-breakup, we see him singing. Oh, he's like... Go on, girl, get out of my life. And he's like and playing his, guitar. And his poop brown pants and his olive turtleneck. Which that shows up his tits. Nothing for his tits. 
They poked Nothing. out. Nothing. They were unsupported. If he had, like, well-developed pecs and he was, like, beefy, it would look good. Well, that color is still pea soup awful. Yeah. And it's a turtleneck. That's tucked in. A mock neck turtleneck. So I think that's a really ridiculous moment because he dumps this, like, 19-year-old. He's like, let me fuck you. And he's like, no, we have too many different interests. And then she was like, I want to be a mom to your kid, your teenage kid. She's like, I want to take DJ shopping. And it's like, no, this is so sick and fucked up. Dancing with DJ. Oh, what's this new single? Dancing, Dancing with, with DJ. DJ. Oh, Harmony. <laughs> Dancing with DJ. What's the next line? <laughs> Dancing, Dancing with, with DJ. DJ. Is this a single? I don't understand. <laughs> Dancing with, with DJ, DJ, DJ. So I'll talk about my moment now. Oh, okay. Um, which is, let's, let's turn the clock back a little bit to oh. when the family first oh, discovers. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, college girls. Ooh. When the family first discovers that uh, Danny is going on a date with <laughs> this college girl, uh, because he has tried, he has shooed them all out to go get dinner together. Um, he's like, Joe, you know what? Here, Joey, here's $50. You all treat yourselves to some fast food. Uh, he's hoping they will be gone long enough for him and this Kirsten, woman, Kirsten, Kirsten um, to... Uh, go to see Slaughter together. Slaughter, the name of this fictional band that is totally rad. DJ knows them. So does Kimmy. They've only had one album. But their soup's hot. That's the hottest pot pot to be at in your (laughs) career. Think about it. If your first album is a hit, I mean, you'll never go to week where you had that success. (laughs) So, yes. They're all basically, what, making fun of him for going out with this woman. So he gets caught, and they're all like, Staring at him, and Michelle's throwing some serious shade. She's like, is this person here to play with DJ? Should I change her diaper, Daddy? <laughs> Careful, oh. Daddy. You'll remember, sometimes the poop goes into the vagina. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Can't plug that up with a pacifier. Boom. <laughs> Get that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, the poop makes got us there. Stop coming out of this baby's butt. I gotta plug it up. You guys, you guys get that squatty potty ad on your Facebook. Squatty potties? Yeah. Yeah, the one that's like the With, unicorn yeah, that's the pooping. Yeah, the soft serve machine. No. You t- what is it? <laughs> squatty potty, it's a thing. No, you like I just want to oh. mention things and then not discuss them. <laughs> that poop comes out easily. Do you own one? No, I don't, but I'm really interested. I will say that's like the best done infomercial I've ever seen. You know where you can go to try one out? What? Uh, the building, the building where Cards Against Humanity is. So it's they called, have one. It's called the Some Office Building. Uh, uh, so it's like Cards Against Humanity, but like nerd logs and stuff. Yeah. Okay. They 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 specifically at uh, the office started talking about it, apparently like, oh, isn't this funny? Like it'd be hilarious if we got this for the office. Uh, but like seriously, maybe we should. I don't know. I know it's funny, but Not we should that get I one. I had poop problems, but and then they got one. Have I used it? I have actually. Uh, yes, I've used Did it. Did you like it? Yeah, I and don't. The squatty body people are like outside of the the stall, and you come out. And they're like, "So what? Uh, what'd you think? Can we just get a real quick testimonial? <laughs> testimonial? Uh, did everything come out okay? Let's look at your butt. The new Let's Cards Against Humanity sponsor co sponsorship is the Squatty Buddy. Yeah. So what is it you said? I think I did it right. 
<laughs> you sit on the toilet and you just put your feet up on the little stool, right? Yeah, it just changes your posture. And so we're healthy pooping. Slides out. Yes. Slides out and because you have to push. This is what I learned I from you this infomercial. If you lean forward like a, the toilet puts you in this position, it actually constricts. Your intestines or your rectum or wherever the poop is, and so that like wherever kind the of, poop is, <laughs> kind of gets hung up John. in there, and then if you then it pulls you up and it relaxes, so then it's just like soft. Yeah, soft. are you saying you poop or you push? Do, am I saying that I poop? Yes, sir, I do. Do you, you push? push? Uh, I push. No, I <laughs> like to. I, t- I think I. It's not a matter of liking. <laughs> That's a bad situation. We can't talk about this anymore. Why? Why? <laughs> Don't fucking yell at me. Yell at Kirkwood. What? I'm You're a lady. <laughs> You're not allowed to yell at a lady. So that was your moment. Kirkwood, what was your moment? Okay. My moment was the preschool graduation, which somehow Jesse was allowed to choreograph. Well, he yeah, he was upset that they were using wheels on the bus for their graduation song. He was like... I don't think so. That song's a dud. <laughs> but I, I, this is what I don't get, because they must have been working out wheels on the bus all year based on how bad yeah. their new song was. Oh, yeah. It was not fair of him to expect anything from this performance. Little no. boy couldn't say wheels for six months. When little Roy came into my classroom, he was mute. We got him to... Now he's the strongest singer. But the only song he knows is Wheels on the Bus. And you want him to shake it up, baby? No. Uh, 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 I don't think so, Jesse. But what I did like about it was that their graduation robes were just um, the sheets they give you at the gyno's office. <laughs> All right, time to look at your puss. Yeah, put on this paper. I got you some butcher paper. And uh, now we gotta take those for the kitties. Could you cut a hole from my head? No, you gotta shove your head through the paper. <laughs> it's more fun. And also, Aaron is back. Yeah, so he's, a, he's an angry singer. I love Aaron. Shake it up, baby. He's on the drums. He's on the drums. He there, is emoting. There's he that moment where Jesse is Becky like, a thing or two about emoting. He could teach you Becky a thing or two. There's that moment where Jesse's like, I know, t- I know lots of cool songs. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. No, you don't. <laughs> Kirkwood, mm-hmm. question for you. Mm-hmm. Inspired by this episode. Uh oh. What were your graduation memories? Did you do any like cute? Little kid graduations? Oh, yes, I did. I remember, oh my gosh, I remember the kindergarten graduation Here we go. very clearly. <laughs> you did. Kindergarten, you said? Yes, because my kindergarten teacher did not like me. I was such a... <laughs> we considered homeschooling kindergarten, first grade, like, second grade, like, third grade. Like, don't like, like, <laughs> no, don't like, listen. don't like, like. <laughs> listen, let Just me tell you, I'm line. very impassioned about this. What is this person's Be- name? Her, well, she's dead now, but her name is... <laughs> <laughs> she's not a person anymore. She's her name food is for the Mrs. worms. Bird, and they did this thing... <laughs> you got, excuse me. <laughs> Serious. You would read a book, and every book you read, you got a sticker. When you got 25 stickers, she would take you to the bookstore, and you got to pick out a book, and they would buy it. The, my wait, sister, the Hold on. My sister had previously said the record for reading the most books, and I was out to break that record. What was the record? Which, it was like 150 or something. Which, In one d- year? Yeah. Kitty, kitty books. Oh, <laughs> yeah, kitty there were books. kid books, but it's like because you were first learning to read, so it was like you would have to come and read it out loud to the teacher. For I'm gonna press. See. I'm gonna press pause in the development of this story. Okay. I just want to know more about the bookstore. Oh, so you it, bought a book? 
Well, the the school would buy it for you as like your prize for getting to this milestone of twenty five books. You would get a book to take home every day to read, and then you would come and you would show the teacher that you could read it. You would actually have to read it out loud, oh, so they okay. know that you could read it and you knew all your the words. Your sister did that one hundred and fifty times. With I don't one know teacher. how many she did it, but I did it one hundred and fifty times. I said the new record. This is uh, my. I grew up on a college campus. My parents are both professors, so this was like the lab school where they would have. Oh. Um, so there was a teacher and then college students would come and be the assistant student teachers. Oh, so, so all that's the, why there's the... a bookstore nearby okay. because it was on the campus. So that oh. was like your treat when you hit this. When you said bookstore, I was like, oh, maybe they like set up like this cute little thing at an elementary school. That would have been cute. So these were all kids of teachers at the school. They weren't all. Uh, oh. Other people in the community oh. and their kids there. It too. was open to everyone. Yeah. So you read 151. I don't remember the number. Must have been. The important part is that I set the new record, but Mrs. Bird didn't like me. She liked this little kid, Spencer. It was a well-known fact that she liked boys more than she liked girls. And at the kindergarten graduation, she said that Spencer and I had tied <sighs> for how many books we read. And I interrupted her in the ceremony oh, to say, no. that is not correct. <laughs> I have read two more than Spencer. <laughs> I believe if you check the numbers. Um, that's all right. Um, Mrs. Bird <laughs> over here. <laughs> I got scolded in front of all the families for interrupting. You got, you, she scolded you I in front of everyone. Did you get what the fuck? Did you get a prize? <sighs> did you get the book? No, yeah. I just got the Oh, the prize was oh, 125 books earlier. <laughs> I just wanted the recognition and the fame that went along with setting the record. Sure. You had to share it with Spencer. Boogery Spencer. Spencer. I'm very rewards oriented. Stickers. <laughs> Yes, this is the other thing about me in kindergarten. I like... I ate stickers. I, this is something I figured out. For, you did? You I, I thought I was speaking as you. So. I ate stickers. I thought they gave me life. No, I, um, I, I, I still do this. I figured out, like, the minimum number... Um, the minimum work I needed to do to get the maximum prize. So, like... You're like a lab rat. <laughs> like, we would have instructions this that would say... This mouse is smart. Color, color things certain colors, you know? And I knew you just had to follow instructions to get the sticker. Didn't matter how well you did it. So my, I would bring home my work and my mom would say, you can color better than this. Why is it so messy? And I'd say, I know what you have to do to get a sticker. <laughs> Look at these, mom. Open a booklet. Look at all of them shiny and in a row. <laughs> I still do that. Mrs. Bird knew. She knew about you. She was like, that girl is just doing the minimum amount of work for the maximum prize, and I don't like, like it. You're like, Mrs. Bird, sticker, please. Spencer, when he walked in here, he was illiterate, and he still managed to read 150 books. Mrs. Bird has books. to give you a sticker, and she's like holding on to it. And you're like, give, give, it, give me a fucking sticker. Look at the paper. I did it. <laughs> Draw a portrait of Miss Bird. Oh, okay. You didn't say it had to be a flattering portrait. <laughs> You got an egg for a head. <laughs> you got brooms for arms because you don't know how to move your arms. Yeah, that's it. There's lines coming out of your pussy because yeah. it's dead. I use. I use. Oh, spit. I don't feel comfortable use, saying that. I would have never said you that. You crossed the line Bird. about a dead woman. Boom. <laughs> God Almighty! Uh, let's move to the uh, last episode of this marathon, which is called "Rock the Cradle." Rock, rock. The cradle. Brandon, summarize this episode for us. It's your turn. Um, so, uh, Jesse and the Rippers 
uh, are experiencing something they've never experienced before. Success. Success, exactly. They are in the process of signing a deal uh, with a record label. But, lo and behold, the lead singer of the Rippers, Jesse, uh, and his wife, Becky, are going to be having a baby. stop screaming. Becky, who is aware of this knowledge, uh, spills it to the rest of the family. But they have to try to keep it a secret from Jesse. The summary is supposed to be one sentence. And then at the end, Jesse and Michelle have a tender moment. (laughs) Jesse asks Michelle for advice on being a father. Parenting. Yep. Anytime. Michelle. (laughs) Michelle has an imaginary friend in this episode called Glenn. 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 No one knows what Glenn looks like. Glenn versus Chucky. During this discussion about uh, Michelle having Glenn as an imaginary friend, DJ, it comes up that DJ used to have an imaginary duck friend called Norton. Um, But. My name is Norton Antivirus. (laughs) It it was. <laughs> it was the virus fighting duck quack quack. It was a face. update me. <laughs> I'd watch that. Pay up. It's a, it's been a year. Pay up. <laughs> so we learned the DJ liked her well, duck. DJ had a duck, but it was a phase <laughs> that she grew out of. And Bob Saget has a moment where Danny says. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you yell so much. Fosse has a moment <laughs> where he said, you know what? You did like Norton, but then you replaced Norton, or you forgot all about Norton when Kimmy came along. Think about it, folks. For a few seconds, just consider the implications of that statement. Outside we of, all got it at the same moment. Outside of the family, who talks to Kimmy? The other students at the school, like Bitterman. Shut up! <laughs> Aaron. The theory is that Kimmy is a That we just came up with. Is, is this somewhere on the internet, do you think, or is this Probably. New? Kimmy probably somewhere. is an imaginary character that is collectively thought up by the Tanner family. Yeah, she's a shared delusion. When DJ lost her mother, she decided that she needed someone in her life, and the duck wasn't doing it. So she started talking about this little creature named the Gibbler. <laughs> the Gibbler wore funny clothing. The Gibbler wasn't liked by her family, so that's why she had to come over all the time. But it wasn't enough to talk about the Gibbler. And slowly but surely, details were added to the bio of the Gibbler. They're still <laughs> pretending that Kimmy's alive in 2016 and that that's she's right. a real person. And they've even expanded their delusions to where she has a daughter, Ramona. And they is- gave her a Hispanic gay husband. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Fernando. That's a new character oh, in man. Fuller House. I'm going to have to watch it. There's a joke where he says, Kimmy knows everything about the Kama Sutra. Ooh, gross. Ooh, I, I must like have that. you back. I am a gay man. God. This, um, we're on the third episode, right? I've lost track. Yeah, we are. This <laughs> is the, the, the first episode um, I've seen or that I remember where where they make such a um, direct allusion to sex. Even beyond that, there is several allusions to masturbation. Yeah. Because uh, Jesse's talked about, he thinks they're talking about his success with his band. They're saying, the hey, family, congratulations. Yeah, and the family's like, yeah, congratulations. And he's like, oh, thank you. And they're like, it's a miracle. He's like, no, I put in a lot of work. And they're like, what? Ugh. And he's like, and I've had a lot of practice. Ugh. I've practiced in the bedroom, in the and kitchen. Friends and friends' garages. And they're all basements. like, oh, I do want to, this isn't my moment. I already talked about my moment, but uh, I do want to... That's wanna... not my moment. Oh, 
The, because Jesse's saying these things that sound explicit, Danny Tanner pulls <laughs> yeah. his daughter's close to his chest. He pulls a sexual to heavy his body. to his body. Steph is nowhere near his chest. But because Stephanie is so short, her head is right by his crotch. And I we had to rewind because I had to see it happen. We watched Jody Sweeten turn and stare <laughs> right at Danny Bob Saget's crotch in like an uncomfortable moment or maybe a discovery moment. Mm. Like, whoa, what's that smell? My moment is one that I remembered watching when I was younger, only it didn't happen like I remembered at all. And this is one of those... Do you guys ever have those moments where you realize how changeable your memory is and you start to doubt everything that you knew? All of our memories are basically utter nonsense. Oh. Like, with the way we... I, I feel like there was... A conclusion made that like the more you think you remember something, yes. they actually you're you're probably misremembering the whole. Thing. I might be an insane False. person because I have I th- I think I have such a good memory, and then things oh, like no. this happen. Well, Brandon thinks I, Brandon mem- thinks you're right. My memory is a steel trap. Photographic, my friend. Uh huh. That's what I always think mm-hmm. about mine. Uh huh. And then something exactly like how you this said it comes along. Memory. The fucking star of smart guy over here. Um, anyway, I really remembered them having this dinner in their attic where Becky's trying to get Jesse to realize that they had a baby. Becky's looking good. She really is. Though. Is that me? Yeah. She was. Honeypot Hot Award. Yeah, she uh, she gets all dolled up for a romantic dinner with Jesse to break the news through food. And so everything she serves is baby. I really remembered her serving baby carrots. But not present. But it wasn't. She served baby shrimp, baby back ribs, and baby corn. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a delicious meal. In my memory, the way that the whole interaction went down is that, like, she's yelling at him, baby carrots, baby, I'm having a you're, yeah, you're combining it with the later scene yeah. where they're playing uh, picture charades. Right. <laughs> Classic party game, picture charades. They should have just called it picturades. You're so right. Do you want to play uh, scrambled up words? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I've seen a ripoff of Jenga called Jumble Tower, which I think is really <laughs> that's funny. That's a great name. We couldn't afford Jenga. Let's play that game where you execute a Jumble man. Tower. We couldn't afford to get a license for uh, checkers, so we have to play red and black coins. I got this murder mystery game, Hints. <laughs> it's my favorite. I love playing Hints. Let's, let's, let's play corporate hegemony. Corporate hegemony? <laughs> <laughs> you sunk my battle boat. <laughs> no, war, war boat. boat. Oh, no. I battle fucked it up. You have a suit. Sue him. No. Sue him. Oh, would we like to play the game of apologies? <laughs> This is the game of everything that happens to you from beginning to end. <laughs> from the moment of your birth until you die. die. This, this is... <laughs> everything that happens to you from the moment of your birth until you die. Famished number one killer of people in Africa. <laughs> I got my... I got my, I got my facts wrong. I was... Hippos kill a lot of people, don't they? I was going for hungry hippos. number one killer in Africa. Is this one of those things you could take out? Nope. <laughs> Is this one of those things I could take out? Sure. sure. Oh, so yeah, that that scene is ridiculous. You're still thinking of Alli- alligator hole in the mouth. Please refrain from 
resting your father from his quiet slumber. <laughs> Please refrain from waking your father. <laughs> I use the word medical away. malpractice in action. It's operation. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Confectionary kingdom. <laughs> You guys are a lot better at this. <laughs> one more, Brandon. You you do the last one. End um, it on a good note. Uh, real good. Don't say something <laughs> dumb. Do it real uh, funny. Okay, here we Make go. Make it funny. <laughs> here it is. Funny. Um, uh, Vince and... <laughs> Vince? Water slides. Vince and water slides. Vince? Shoots... <laughs> Duck, ducks, and ducks, <laughs> ducks and s- steps. Wait. <laughs> hey, who wants to play the fun outdoor game? I'm touching you. <laughs> I'm touching you. So you're the person now. You're the touching person. <laughs> oh, this is not a thing people do. There's gotta be like a I tumbler of this. Colored dog, colored dog. <laughs> Run through my arms if you can, colored dog. Circle hit. Circle jerk. The light in your eyes. When you realize, no, not that, this. Circle hit. Circle jerk. Because you are kind of a jerk when you're when you're the ducker. Yeah, when you're the ducker. What game are we talking? Oh, about? duck duck goose. Oh, you sure. You sit in a circle and then somebody's hitting you oh, and you're kind man. of a jerk. Disappear and commence finding. <laughs> commence finding in ten. My moment is, of course, the beginning of the episode where they're auditioning for this guy who claims to have no influence at his record company, but he's like, I'll take your tape and show it to my boss. I fucking, I'm the facilities coordinator. I, like, order coffee and snacks. Um, But the song they sing is called Flesh-Toned Love Affair. There are three men on saxophone. Two of them are enormous saxophones. Yeah. It's basically Huey Lewis in the News. Jesse and the Rippers either, this is the first time I feel like they've ever sung an original song. Yeah. Ever. And it's gross sounding. It's real gross. I like and a Huey Lewis in the News, like, sax background. I'm a fan of, like, sports. That album Sports by Huey Lewis in the News. Yeah. I gotta go back in time. It's a flesh tone love affair. Also, I forget how it really goes. The they're melody. like violently thrusting while they're singing this song. That yeah. guy on the keyboard in particular. Well, if, if you're standing upright with an instrument, they're just doing this like one, two, back and forth, like mm-hmm. throwing themselves. A, a flesh toned love affair is just sex, right? Yeah. It's like being like, this is I mean, purely physical. Flesh makes me think of fleshlights. Because it's in but, the what title. does toned make you think? Three flashlights, each shaped to be like your favorite porn star, Bernie Mac. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Bernie Sanders. Bernie, Bernie Mac is your favorite porn <laughs> star. Kirkwood, drunk. I have a question for you. Okay. What wacky way would you break the news of a pregnancy? Becky uses a meal. Kind of wacky. Sure. Mm-hmm. She doesn't get the job done, so it's not effective. Yeah. It's. I think. It's cute. That would have been a cute reveal. If that was done in real life, if someone was just like, here's a bunch of food with, like, baby stuff. But Jesse's stupid. Yeah, he's an idiot. Anyone could be able to figure Finger this out. food! Yeah, she's like, can you detect a baby, theme? Baby, 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 any theme? 
Get so it what's your what's your what's your how my flashlight? No, oh. well, yes, I've asked you two questions. It what? would be my own vagina. <laughs> Just bashing your own vagina against a flashlight that's your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Minimum <laughs> amount of work for maximum reward. <laughs> yeah. I know how to pleasure myself. Sticker. <laughs> Rotten hell, Mrs. Bird. <laughs> Oh. Wait, I just remembered her name wasn't Mrs. Bird. <laughs> what is it? What do you mean? Mrs. Stone, her first name Funk. was... <laughs> Wait a minute. Everyone be quiet. Did you just fucking start saying that her first name is Bird? Yeah, Birdstone. It's me, Agent Birdstone. <laughs> I'm undercover as a kindergarten teacher and a woman. Agent Birdstone. <laughs> I know Mrs. Bird Birdstone? Right? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you're wrong? Your memory is like a sin. Birdstone no, sounds like I a last name. Because they, when they remade the playground, because all the toys were too dangerous, you know. They dedicated it to the memory of Birdstone. It was called Bird's Nest. <laughs> the playground had a name? Yeah, because it was in her memory. Yeah. When did she die? When did she die? Uh, I don't want to invoke her probably spirit. Probably when I was in elementary or middle school. Middle school. She was around for a while. So she was an old bird. She was, and I'm sure she was a heavy smoker. Really? Mm-hmm. Why do you say that? Because of her voice. Her like, voice Hello. and like, appearance. Welcome <laughs> to the bird's nest. <laughs> You're not saying that you have monkey bars. We have monkey bars. <laughs> Chris will enjoy all of this. All of the Jurassic Park references, Chris will enjoy. Hi, Chris. That's it. Let's pass out some common awards for um, Wolf Worthy. That's fa- not really it. Oh, you were talking about your moment. Oh, that was my moment. I forgot. Yeah, you already talked about <laughs> I'm you, sorry. She, she didn't answer how she would break. Uh, oh, oh yeah. that's what it was. I didn't sorry. Talk about. This episode's been very distracting. Oh, gosh. I would probably take, like, I just imagine. <laughs> Come on, Parkour, you're an improviser. Come up with something. Uh, I'm not very good, though. <laughs> God. <laughs> Well, if, you, if you don't have an answer, I'm afraid we're going to have to move on to some common awards for Wolf Worthy Fashion. Right. Wolf. We'll do Wolf Worthy Fashion. I would just leave a bunch of pregnancy tests all over. Like rose petals? <laughs> hey, what's in my checks? <laughs> Is this a baby? A trail. Is a, this a baby? It's going to be a trail, a positive pregnancy test down the hallway to me. What's in, this, what's in my bowl of frosted mini wits? Is this a baby? <laughs> yes. Yes, that's what I do. I make a king cake with a baby in it, but it wouldn't be Mardi Gras. A king cake? Oh, a Mar- oh yeah, the Mardi mm-hmm. with the uh, beads. The cake has beads on it, right? It doesn't. Or like little like fake edible. I just beads. know that it has a baby in it, and whoever finds it is the winner. <laughs> in the baby? That's a tradition of the king cake. Mm-hmm. There's a little baby in there. All right, I'm gonna choose to believe everything you're saying. It's time to pass out some common awards. Sure, sure. For Wolf worthy fashion. Woof. Woof. These are the awards that go to the people who had, out of this entire marathon, the worst sense of fashion. Kirkwood, do you think you have? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm going to forego the obvious choice of Danny's date outfit and go with Stephanie's little outfit that had that human person on it on the top. It was a sweatshirt that had 
a person that had like fake hair, but it, you couldn't see anything. We saw hair, and then we saw legs, but we saw no face or torso. Yes, and the legs on her sweatshirt were the same leggings that were polka dot neon colors that she was also wearing. Yeah. So many polka dots. It was too much going on. It was very distracting. I have to wonder what the costume designer was thinking. Brandon, who are you going to give it to? I'm not quite sure here. Um, I will give it to... Let's give it to Kimmy. She had a lot of bad outfits the, throughout all three episodes, uh, but I think her, her one from the first episode was pretty terrible, mm-hmm. right? The, like, red ensemble. It's like almost a bandana drop yeah. waist dress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was that that atomic red, and then there would be these like, little diamond geodes yeah. surrounded by rings, like orbiting rings of gems or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't 3D. It's not like a Stephanie outfit. We no. should say that. No. But it looked like something you would buy from like the Enya gift shop online. You know, like you get 20 stickers and then you get to go to the Enya gift shop and you get to pick out like the <laughs> memory Enya of gifts. trees or shepherd moons or uh, her, her latest uh, album, which I believe is called Castle in the Sky. I have more Enya albums than I'd like to admit. I have almost all of them and I love <laughs> Enya. I love Enya. As a kid, you loved Enya? Yeah. That's very soothing for a kid, I'm sure. Oh, Yeah. Also, Poem for Trees, great for dancing. Oh, Sail Away. Sail Away Sail is away. like, whoa. A Poem for Trees or The Memory of Trees? Memory of Trees. That's I'm it. thinking of Poem for a Horse by Shankira. Shankira. <laughs> Get real close and repeat that. <clears throat> I believe what I said was Shakira. No. And I was thinking of Shantira. <laughs> Wait, no. You said, said Shankira. Shankira, Shankira. Were you combining two people? Oh, I think so, yeah. I'm going to give it to Michelle's outfit in that scene in Rock the Cradle where she's having a heart to heart with Jesse. She's wearing oh, an yeah. inappropriate little <laughs> slip of a nighty for a naughty baby <laughs> who enjoys breaking every rule. It's so fucked up because it looks like a little girl's like pajamas, basically. And then you look at the front and you realize, no, there's like a sheer lace see-through section that if it was on a grown woman would be clearly meant to be sexy. Tit city. Yeah, like, do you see through this gossamer webbing what you could possibly have if you treat me nice, nice? So I can stand on mountains. You raise me up, just hug on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. You raise me up to more than I can be. It's just a flesh tone, <laughs> Not the mama. That was our episode for today, ladies and gentlemen. Kirk Wynn, any, anything to plug or promote? Um, not really. <laughs> uh, come see this Herald team I'm on. Uh-oh. It's called uh uh-oh? It's called uh-oh. <laughs> That's the most improv team name I've ever heard of in my life. Is it really that? Yeah, it really is. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Do you say it as a group? Hello, we are. Uh-oh. uh-oh. 
Do you do that? No, we nah, don't. Nah, so we really should. Talk to, I should be on that team. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll suggest it next time. Uh, John should be on our team. John's Why? always networking. <laughs> hey, Brandon, what's up? Hey, we're networking, buddy. <laughs> Pinch, pull, tug, 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 squirt. Explosion. <laughs> Great. Well, of course, <laughs> next week we'll That's be... That's the sound come makes. Spoot. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> next week we'll be covering, of course, the next couple of episodes of Fuller House. You know how to reach us at this point. For God's sake, I'm not going to go through all of it again. Thank you to those. What? I'm not going to go through all the okay. ways they can reach us. Concerning the last two iTunes reviews we got were one stars, but I made them go away by reporting them as abuse. <laughs> not what you're supposed to One do. review was just the word barf. <laughs> And then another review said that this is a shitty podcast for shitty hipsters who love shitting on everything. She's not wrong. <laughs> I don't I'm know. I might be the least hipster person I know. We're not hipsters. <laughs> what does that even mean? It's a useless word. Barf. Barf. <laughs> I wish you had kept that. That's my favorite review. I think the name of the review was Boring Podcast. Boring, boring Podcast. Barf. Barf. <laughs> What'd you think of your dinner, honey? Everything in this person's like, barf. <laughs> Grown man or woman, barf. <laughs> um, thank you to everyone who came out to the live event yeah, last no. week. Barf. Thank you to the Lincoln Loft and Zach for helping us mm-hmm. uh, facilitate and put that, that event. It was a very successful evening, I yeah, thought. Yeah, I think we are uh, planning for more of those in the works here. So No one asked about my underwear. I said on Twitter that if you came and asked me about my underwear, that no I would show you No one reads your underwear. Twitter, John. All right, so uh, wow. <laughs> I can't breathe. They're smoking my lungs from this fire. I'm getting burned here, baby. Ice cold. <laughs> all right, 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 ladies. Yeah. Your part isn't as interesting as this part for the guys. Okay. They got to say ice cold, but the ladies just get to go. Yeah. All right, so... Um, this is the part of the show where we say our names as individuals. I say it, we'll see you next time on, and then we say together the phrase, how rude. Yay. Got it. Here we go. We'll start with Brandon. Uh, I am Brandon Shockney. Oh, it's me. I'm John Pernasek. Oh, Liz Kirkwood. Who? Liz Kirkwood! And we'll, we'll see, see you next time on... No! <laughs> no! We're starting again. <laughs> Nearly 100 episodes we're at. <sighs> I'm Brandon Shockney. I'm John Pernasek. I'm Liz Kirkwood. And we'll see you next time on How Come on, guys. Rude. Let's go play a game of apologies. <laughs> or how about pairs and then more pairs. Or pairs, also pairs. What's that? Apples to apples. <laughs> or threat.